Family from the Heart, episode number 10. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And uh, it, it's going to take me just a minute to get into the flow of things here. You're fine. <clears throat> I just, Stephanie and I just received some absolutely horrendous news yes, via email did. this morning. We did. We did. Which I don't think we should go into, but, you know, just. Well, we won't go into the details, but just. Just a note that um, a certain company, not that would be <laughs> any company that is our sponsor, which we're definitely going to have to say s- special thank yous to our sponsor <laughs> Absolutely. today, uh, and, and not any client, customer, or anything like that, <laughs> but, a, but a certain company has dropped a bomb on us, and uh, basically uh, one- There's a song for that. <laughs> you dropped a bomb on me, baby. Uh, we just learned that one third of our income- is wiped out for May of yeah. 2008. Yeah. Um, at the end of the month. At the end, uh, yeah, waiting till the 29th is what gets me, yes. you know. Had had the email come in on the 10th or you know. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. We, we could have supplemented that that income. So it, it's kind of frustrating to know that you know, we spent so much time working and energy putting into that and then now come to find out Two days before the end of the month, it's not coming. Yeah, so. and that that all that effort was yeah. was for nothing, which it wasn't completely for nothing. I mean, obviously there there were side benefits of what we did, but yes. obviously the the anticipated. But income, there are other ways to get the side benefits of what. Yes, we did, many other so. ways that would require lo- much less effort on our part. Yes, so that will now be explored, probably. <laughs> that that are certain to be explored, and uh, my my prayer, and and literally, I mean sincerely, my prayer. Is that they will come to their senses and at least say, you know what, it doesn't make sense for us it to would sp- not pay you for May of two thousand eight. Yeah, it would speak. It would speak volumes of their integrity as a company. Yes, to say that. Um, and on the other hand, it would speak volumes of their integrity or if lack they thereof. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah, that, exactly. that's the point that I was getting to. So. Anyway, so I'm, I'm sorry to bring that up. So you know, the we're only sorry th- to drop that on you. Yeah, well, here, here's the deal. The reason why I wanted to bring it up is because, number one, a lot of people listen to these podcasts because they're interested in yes. what's going on with us. And that, more so with this podcast than like a TV show fan podcast anyway. Right. You know, I, I really... I really hate that you got distracted by your email when we came down here to do Family from the Heart because we specifically, well, we came down here, um, I know, by 930. Uh-huh. And, um, and so you were checking your email and then I got a call from school and had to go take one of our, our children some, some Benadryl. And, and so it's taking a little while to, to get into to the groove of it. But with that email... That, that we received, it's like even more so because yeah. now we're distracted. Well, and, and that's the reason why I brought it up so. in this show. Because obviously I want to let people know that that email came as right before we started reading this chapter. And so I want to let you guys know the filter in which I was hearing <laughs> that. In fact, there was one spot that I actually said, Stephanie, will you please forgive me and hand me the book? And I had to turn back a page so that I could go back to where I kind of checked out for a moment yeah. uh, in my in my mind and let my mind go off thinking about something else and I said I'm really sorry and I went through and said okay let me show you, let me go in and find where I, I I checked out 
And then I read that section and turned the page and read until Stephanie was where she was at. And she continued on. And so just want to let you know that that was the filter. And also, also if there just happens to be a different a feel for this episode, um, you know, I'll, I think I'm starting to feel a little bit more perspective on right. this and, and that things are going to happen. Things are going to work out. But, um, you know, I, just, I believe that they will, because yeah, here's the now I know that you as the man um, take that that stress of providing on you. And, you know, you're more than welcome to it because I oh, don't want you, it. <laughs> no, here's the thing is, is that that although I, I, I am concerned and sometimes do worry about those things, it's never with the intensity that you do. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, okay. I, it does. So, um, so I understand, you know, your, your concern and, and your, um, initial reaction to, to that, to that email. Um, but on the other hand, I know that it will work out and I know that, um, we will be provided for because I know that yeah. we are doing God's will. God's will. Yes. I, and, and, and in my, in my Let's see, where is it? In my heart, I know that to be true. Right. But in your mind. But in my yes. mind and this. When you look at the numbers and they don't match up, your yeah. heart is not the one it that w- has to understand that. I mean, I was even just recently sharing in the Almost Daily Devotional. It's like, man, things are looking tight this month. You know, we're almost <laughs> there. And then we're, we're minus one third. I'm like, okay, God, let's, yeah. uh, w- what are you testing here? So. Right. Anyway, so perseverance, perseverance, and that's it. And you know what? I'm not giving up. You know, right. we're going to move forward. We are. And in, in fact, we're going to move forward with this podcast, right. even though once again, here we are on a Thursday. Well, I think that this will be the last time on a Thursday. I think that well, Monday not, being let's the holiday. Let's not say that it definitely will be. I mean, our flex, you know, something, sometimes things have to be flexible. Well, no, but go I'm ahead. saying that for us, we have, we have made a commitment. We stated this last week. We've, we've made a commitment that we, for our schedule purposes, that this has to happen on Monday. Mm-hmm. And this Monday being a holiday kind of threw that for a loop exactly and, and then, then the tuesday fact that was full of meetings and then wednesday is full of the full-time mom and so here we are again on thursday right and um but we're here which but is we're awesome here. and this time was set aside for for the show yes it was not like last week when we're like okay here we are <laughs> <laughs> we really don't have time to do this but here we are so so that's not the case today the the case this is, is correct we are you know, we are here and, and we are I think that this will be the last Thursday. I'm not saying there won't be a Tuesday or a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're just glad to be here and yes. I'm, I'm glad we're moving forward in this book. Um, a lot of people who listen to episode number nine are probably eager to hear the four things that we came up with to yes. to express, you know, that we would like to have the other person to do uh, if they want, if they so chose to do so, how to express love to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to confess to you that this weekend was not nearly as relaxing and as laid back as we thought it would be. I don't know where this grand idea came that we would be. No, that's just what we wanted. Not so much that what we thought it would be. (laughs) Right. I did not go into a vacation with my in-laws thinking that it would be relaxing. Okay. I wanted it to be. But I did not go into it thinking that it would be. We ended up doing far more than what we wanted to outside of the cabin and rather yeah. than sitting back and relaxing at the cabin. And uh, but anyway, we won't go there. That's that's for a whole nother podcast altogether. 
<laughs> but anyway, we did not sit down and and come up with those yet. But right. you know what? I'm actually glad because today I did. We what? I did. You have your four. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I I'll wait until you have yours. All right. Well, then I put on a on my to do list up on the dry erase board. That, so uh, I noticed that it's in a different color. So does that mean it has a higher? It does. Yeah. Priority. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 because it's, it's still it at the bottom out. of the list. So, but because it's in a different it's color, it's not at the bottom of the list. It's up at the top. It's on the right hand side. <laughs> it's under it's under low priority. <laughs> at the bottom of the list, under low priority. <laughs> that's no, that's not true. Low priority. Stephanie, you don't understand my organizational chart there. I don't. McKenna's not no. allowed to get up in your I know. Lap I'm, there. I'm, I'm, I'm not even letting her. Okay. So, so anyway, her. low priority is in black, and so are all the bullet points. And you'll notice that the thing there has no, it, it doesn't have bullet point, and it's not in black. So it's not a part of the low priority section, I promise you. <laughs> serious whatever works for you babe (laughs) i I do have mine though okay well anyway what what i was gonna say though is i'm kind of glad because you know when he when he talked about that in the last chapter he was given an example of one of the stories one of the couples that he spoke of and he said you know why don't you guys do this uh write down a list of the four things that your wife or, or your spouse could do to communicate love to you and what they they both came back with their list being all things related to acts of service. Mm-hmm. Well, well, because that's what last week's well, chapter was. Well, that's just and that's why he chose that story because it was odd to find two uh, a husband and a wife whose primary love language was acts of service. Both. Right. The thing is, is neither of ours. Uh, well, I'm sorry, yours is acts of, acts of service. Mine may be, may not be. I'm not quite sure yet. In fact, there. I think there. We're going to find out at the end of this book. There's a. A profile that we there can is, go through yeah. and kind of check to find out what our love language is, but um, th- that got me to thinking that you know what if I w- you know what if I want to make one of my four something that's not an act of service that it might be a you know it might be a word of affirmation kind of thing or a quality kind of thing or a physical touch kind of thing or receiving gifts kind of thing. What if that's one of my four that I most would that I would most desire? Can I have an example, please? <laughs> Could you use that in a sentence? <laughs> okay, so here's the situation. I went away this weekend thinking we were going to come up with these four acts of service type of things. Okay. And, and you know, to, to kind of say, you know, this is how I would how I would most want to feel love communicated from you to me. Right. And, well... Acts of service are things like, you know, doing the laundry or keeping our bathroom clean or our bedroom clean. That that those are those are the high end things. But but really, what if one of them is a physical touch? Okay. You know, maybe physical touch is is right up in that top four. You know, like I, a like a what if for an example? Well, you're saying that your primary love language is all five. If that's the case, the list is for those people whose acts of serve or whose primary love language is acts of service. Like my list is all four. Well, there's three acts of service. Okay. Okay. So what if I'm saying I'm what if I say that? Okay, because because the thing is, is we may have these different love languages. Right. And but but what if the way that you want what if we came up with a, a list 
that basically says, you know, what are the top four ways that I would love to receive the communication of love from my spouse? Okay. And modify the, I mean, maybe yours is still all four acts of service. <gasps> Probably. <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. I mean, so that would not change yeah. for you. It would not change right. anything for you. No. But what if I put on, What? I mean, would it be okay if I put, you know, two things that were acts of service? One would be. Depends on what they are. <laughs> Wait a second. It doesn't depend on what they are. The, the What they are is what they are. It's whether or not we choose uh, as the spouse to communicate right. love in that way. Right. What well, they I'm are. saying as your spouse, it depends on what they are. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're not. Do I look like I could kid this morning? <laughs> do I look like I care? <laughs> You better learn how to kid, otherwise you're gonna have to find yourself a new wife. <laughs> We're moving that. See, words of affirmation may be one of those things that's on. Do you the, know what? What I was trying to give you words of affirmation in a, in another podcast, and you cut me off. <laughs> you need, that wasn't this show. Was we it? I don't no, know. No, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> we we need a little sign that says "communication of love coming," and you hold up a little sign. It's like, wait for it. i'm broadcasting love right now on air no you need a little on air sign (laughs) do you you feel unloved by me sometimes we both feel unloved by each other i think that's that's what the it's not unloved but we don't feel love is being communicated okay does that make sense it does i mean aren't there times when you say you feel disconnected isn't that what that feeling is it's not that I don't love you, but you're not feeling the connection, right? Mm-hmm. It, that's what we're talking about, right? It is. And are do you, are there not times that you feel disconnected from me that I'm not communicating love to you? Yep. Okay. So that's why I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. Moving along then. <laughs> Welcome to Family from the Heart, episode number 10. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start it over. It's not going to get any better if you go back and start over. We are covering uh, the five love languages by Gary Chapman. And what? Nothing. What? We didn't say that earlier, did we? We didn't. No. That's what I'm saying. Let's get into the meat of this thing, babe. Come on. All right. So uh, we are covering the five love languages. If you're just now tuning in, you probably want to go back to like episode number three of Family from the Heart. Right. And uh, pick up that that as your being your starting point for this podcast and uh, work your way through. I can assure you there is uh, plenty of places in there where you can laugh with us and and and. Many times you can say, wow, Cliff, shut your mouth before you dig yourself a hole any bigger. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, anyway, if that's the kind of entertainment you like, this is the show for you. Uh, Today we are discussing chapter eight, which is called physical touch. It's one of the five love languages. In fact, it's the last of the five love languages that we've covered so far. Yes. Uh, The first let me go through here. The words of affirmation uh, is my love language. I I think. I, I, I'm teetering on whether or not words of affirmation or acts of service may be my love language. But uh, obviously, if, even though mine could be acts of service, definitely a different dialect than Stephanie. <laughs> is, am, am I correct in assuming that? Uh, yeah, okay. I think so. All right. So words of affirmation is definitely... <laughs> what? 
nothing. All you're doing is laughing I, at me over there. Well, I've got all these things in my head that just would not be lovingly to say. And so instead of saying them, I just laugh at myself. That's all. <laughs> oh, that, that's great. So now every time you laugh, I'm thinking, she's thinking bad things about me over there. That's just as bad. No, it really it wasn't bad. You were talking about speaking... Um, Different dialects, and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm still tripping over your shoes. <laughs> like, that, I mean, that's it. It wasn't even that funny. It was just the point that I was trying not to say it. it anyway. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. All right. So, words of affirmation was one of them. Quality time is another. You want to pick up the rest of them, Steph? Receiving gifts, um, acts of service, physical touch. All right. So, today we're going to talk about a little bit about what we read in uh, today's physical touch. I didn't take a lot of notes. Uh, because I think that it's it's primarily, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people can understand what physical touch is and how you can communicate it. Right. Uh, one of the things he starts off with is the fact that many studies have been done and show that uh, just how important and effective physical touch is to children. And to development, right. Exactly. And to de- development of a good emotional health balance in, in their lives. And... Um, Basically, what we want to point out is uh, communicating love through the love language of physical touch. There are, just like in, in many of the other uh, love languages, there are different dialects. Right. And, of course, when we think physical touch and you think husband and wife, many, and I know many men, uh, immediately think of, you know, sexual intercourse or, you know, that, you know the, the act of making love. And that is only one dialect in the language of communicating love through physical touch. And so we just want to point out that, you know, there there is non-sexual touch. Yes. That that you can communicate love. And of course, we had mentioned, you know, that that even though this is a, a book that's devoted to communicating love between a husband and spouse, um, it, it, the, many of these principles can be carried out with just your day-to-day relationships, relationships with your kids, relationships with yes. friends. And and this is set, certainly true of physical touch as well. Obviously, there are some dialects that would not be appropriate for certain relationships. So <laughs> with that, um, you know, for example, let's talk about the relationship. Some of the different physical touch items that would be appropriate um, for, you know, in in other circumstances, okay. such as a kiss or a hug, right? Uh, between um, your children or a hug of a friend, uh, there you know, just look at social greetings. That's one of right. the things he talked about that about the difference in social greetings. Whereas, um, you know, in in the United States, it is a common social greeting to shake hands. Whereas in many European countries, it is to um, how did he say it? A bear, a bear hug. hug and a kiss. Yes, that, that that would make many American people feel uncomfortable. But that is a, a social greeting. It is the standard, the norm. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, that's fine. So anyway, um, so there are different, obviously different dialects that yes. that we communicate love and and friendship and relationship to people. So we're going to talk. Obviously, in this context about between a husband and wife, because that's basically what this book is written for. There are different books that are the five love languages uh, uh, with children, the five love languages of everything else under the sun, all of them available at our wonderful sponsor, Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com, which we'll talk about them at the end of this episode. Teenagers, singles, 
Oh, there's a list of them in there. Yeah. So for um, teenager singles. Uh, anyway, th- here's the situation. Here are some different things that were just basically ran through. There is, you know, obviously between husband and wife, there's the kiss. Uh, there is a hug. Uh, there is the, you know, the touch on the shoulder. You know, when you're, when, I think he said when somebody is looking in the pantry and you come up behind them to help them find something, putting your hand, just gently putting your hand on their shoulder just to say I'm here and it's a way of, of, of communicating love through a brief physical touch or even brushing by somebody in the kitchen right. and, and just having your body brush up against theirs. Again, this is not a totally sexual kind of thing you know it's it's just it's just touching it's just touching Mm -hmm. and um of course he did talk about under the table touching yes he says what did he say about that oh if you oh i don't if you're not if you're not a new experience to your to your dining um if you're not an under the table toucher to hold on i'm looking for it well that that's pretty much it but the way he said it was funny all right so I'll wait for her to pull that up. And uh, some other things that, are, that he mentioned is, you know, just holding hands. There's the back rub. Uh, there's the running of your hand through your spouse's hair. I mean, these are all different dialects. And, the, and he says literally it's it's unlimited of fi- the different ways that you can incorporate communicating love through physical touch for somebody whose love language primarily is physical touch. Right. You found mm-hmm. it there? Yep. He says, um, if you have not been an under-the-table toucher, you might find that it will add a spark to your dining experience. Exactly. So, anyway, he basically, this 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 chapter was very good, and yes. it got me to thinking about, you know, in fact, it got me to thinking, it's like, okay, well, this is this is good stuff. I mean, obviously, there are times when I have not done physical touch because... Of certain things, one of the things, one of the sentences in this chapter that really stood out to me, and and I think that both you and I have come across this, even though physical touch is neither of our primary love languages, right? And and I'm not going to speak for you, but tell me if you agree that this has ever happened to you. But there was a there was a story between Pete and Patsy. Yes, is the couple that they were talking about in this chapter. Which definitely gets a total kick out of the fact that <laughs> love it. that Gary Chapman always finds a way of uh, sharing these names of these couples with using an alliteration of their names. He does. It's Pete and Patsy and Mark and Mary and Bill and Betty Joe and exactly. <laughs> just, it's hilarious. I love it. So anyway, here's here's the statement. Uh, one of them said to the to the other, I or to Gary Chapman. Then I decided that I would not take the initiative because I didn't want to be rejected. Yes. And this is just this isn't just in sexual intercourse. This is, you know, I I wanted, you know, I felt un. I think it was he, him that said this. It was the husband. It was Pete that said this about Patsy. Yes. Pete because says, Pete's primary love language was physical touch. Where hers was quality time. Exactly. And so basically he quit holding her hands. He quit giving her hugs and kisses. And he quit initiating sex. Uh, and he he basically said, you know what? I decided not to take the initiative because I didn't want to be rejected. There would be times when he would go and she would say things like, leave me alone or not right now. I've got a headache. But this again, this isn't just in 
sexual intercourse, but it's just sometimes he would go just to give her a hug or to give her a kiss or to to put his hand, you know, on her shoulder or whatever, and she would shy away is what we're assuming here. That doesn't right. say all that. But, right. but he says, then I decided I wouldn't take the initiative because I didn't want to feel rejected. And he said he, he decided to, to wait until she initiated something. And one time he waited over six weeks. Yeah, it was six weeks that they had... That she had went without touching him. Right. Without initiating. Without initiating. A physical touch. And of course, that devastated him. He right. com- completely felt unloved, uh, that she had lost interest. Maybe she, you know, he, he was no longer attractive to her. That there was all kinds of issues because she would not initiate. Right. And of course, for her, her love language was what? Quality time. Quality time. And, and since he was married to his computer, or so she thought... Um, there, there was no quality time for her anywhere, and and so at, they, they just they both started to withdraw. Her needs weren't being met, so she withdrew from him, and his needs weren't being met, so he withdrew from her. And exactly, and so the whole idea here, and and what she even said to um in, in telling her part of the story was that you know what I had noticed that he had not been hugging me or kissing me anymore, right. uh, but I just thought that. That, that it didn't we, matter to him. It anymore. didn't matter to him anymore because now we're married, and the truth is, is he was dying inside for that physical touch. Right. And um, so, anyway, it it really did communicate well. I think this this love language. I enjoyed reading about this one. I feel like now that we've read through these different five love languages, you know, the words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch, that we have been armed with. A whole arsenal of ways that we can communicate love with each other. Absolutely, because although um, my primary love language is acts of service, and um, and we know that, and we're you know exploring the correct dialect or whatever, um, so although I can see myself in each of them, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Absolutely, so. and that's what I found is that. You know, I, I'm I, I need to do the profile because I'm not quite sure. I know from I do know for me physical touch is like of second importance. You know, it's it's high, it's up on the list. But words of affirmation and acts of service. I if I had to guess, maybe it's words of affirmation because that one still I I, I thrive for that from anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, I I find that even from our listeners, you know, I get an I get emails. And whenever somebody says, you know, hey, I listened to your show and I really appreciate it and so thankful for what you do. Let me tell you my story. Those really build me up and and, and I really feel good when those come in and, and I just enjoy hearing those kind of things. And then occasionally I'll get somebody who is very critical, not just a little bit critical, but very critical in such a way that they're very negative. And I just, man, that just blows me out of the water. And, right. and it takes me a right. while to come back and it's like, and gain perspective. And and, and so I, I, I do believe that, I, I think that words of affirmation are the things that drive me the most. Okay. And I have a high maintenance husband. What? <laughs> you're just, you're high maintenance. <laughs> Thank you, babe. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm feeling the love, babe. I meant it as a compliment. How is that a compliment? I don't know, but I'm going to find a way to make it. <laughs> you like that? Oh. You are. You are. It's, 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 I mean, it you should know, be no new news to you. It should be something that you already know. <laughs> I just, 
Oh, man. And we've produced high-maintenance children. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, all, all I'm saying is I, I'm thinking maybe if we found the top four... We've t- found the top four ways of communicating okay. love. We might find out that we're not as nearly as high maintenance as we think we might are. Oh. That if we chose to just... Well, I'm just saying, you, you're you up here. Last week you were saying that acts of service was your number one, and now words of affirmation is your number one, physical touch is your number two, and I'm like, there's no way you're ever going to feel loved from me because I can't keep up. See, that was the point of the list of four. That's what I'm saying, Steph. I know. Are you li- do, do you listen to this podcast at all? No. <laughs> Come on now. What I'm saying is that I am I'm trying to investigate what right. is my love language. I know. You know, so you're I'm gonna take to... the profile, you're gonna find out your love language, and you're gonna pick the top four of whatever five love language you know, of these five love languages, your top four. Yeah. And, and it might be a, it. It, and it may my top four it. might be a mismatch. I need of... my list of four because right now I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! So anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> At the end of the, okay, so basically we've been, you know, we're not going to share the entire chapter with you. Right. We we just want to come to you and and share with you the highlights of each chapter as we read them. At the end of each of these chapters, we we haven't. I think we talked about the first on the first love language. But at the end of each chapter that has a love language that is the main focus. There are some tips at the end, and Stephanie's going to read just one or actually, let's read two of the many tips that are listed there on how physical touch. Yeah, so if you want, read what the top says there. Okay, if your spouse's love language is physical touch, number one, as you walk from the car to the shopping mall, reach out and hold your spouse's hand, unless, of course, you have three preschool children with you. Okay, go ahead and read two more. Don't read them in order, though. Just pick another one randomly. While your spouse is seated, walk up behind her and initiate a shoulder massage. Continue for five minutes unless your spouse begs you to stop. Okay, and then one more. Okay. Initiate sex by giving your spouse a foot massage. Continue to other parts of the body as long as it brings pleasure to your spouse. Okay. So, just to give you an idea, they and those are three completely random and different dialects of of physical touch. Exactly, and so basically, and this is an amazing book, and we do want to go ahead and just take a moment now to talk about our sponsor. But before we talk about our sponsor, I want to play some voice feedback. Okay. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Troy, also from Kentucky. Just wanted to let you know I've been listening to the Families from the Heart podcasts and went to Mardell.com to order our five love language book. And uh, lo and behold, we were having some internet issues at our house. So I found online a telephone number, called them, went through the process over the phone, and they were bending over backwards to, you know, help with customer support. Uh, So, you know, couldn't speak highly enough of Mardell's. Dot com. Now, a separate thing is while I was on there, uh, they're on their homepage, they're doing some support for Stephen Curtis Chapman. And uh, there were lots of links there. One was actually to a video blog of uh, Stephen Curtis and Maria. Some very heart-wrenching stuff. You know, and I do suggest maybe some of your listeners go to there. Thanks so much. All righty. Thank you so much for that feedback yeah, uh, I saw Troy. that um I saw that video blog with with um Stephen and Maria and it is it is beautiful um and now under the circumstances 
absolutely heart-wrenching. It is absolutely heart-wrenching. In fact, if you go to Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com, I'm not sure how long this will be up here, but obviously they have a tribute to Maria Sue Chapman, who has who has uh, gone in to be with Jesus, and uh, we certainly grieve with the Chapman family. And yeah. In fact, Stephanie and I are, are rather close to people who are close to Stephen. Uh, we got to meet Stephen at a concert here in Cincinnati, was it a year and a half ago? It was... Um, a while ago. It, well, it, it would be two years in August. Okay. Because it was our 10th anniversary, and he, um, in the concert, sang the song that we had played at sang our in our wedding yeah. yes and so um basically if you haven't heard um about the tragedy there what happened was um there was an accident in their driveway uh where his daughter was unfortunately ran over by a vehicle mm-hmm. and she died from her injuries uh, later in the hospital and it was, she it's was five just years old very tragic tragic story and um Anyway, I think they're also doing something where there's a CD that Stephen Curtis Chapman does, and it says here, Mardell is donating uh, all profits from the sale of this CD from May 27th through June 30th to Maria's Miracle Fund and Aww. Shania's Hope. And so... Oh, that... And Shania's Hope is... Um, actually, it's not Shania. It's Shohana. Uh, I am so sorry. That's Shohana. Okay. Um, that is the adoption... Um, Agency, the, agency. Support. it's not an agency. It's adoption support, support to, to support a, adoptions um, outside help, of the country. Because they help fund people. Yes, Shohana is their first daughter that they adopted from from China. Right, and um, and so I love that they they offer that support to people who are looking to adopt. And um, did you so see in, the video way, that they, the video where he talks about Cinderella's story or um, the Cinderella song? Um, I don't know if I've seen that. I don't know if I've seen the video, but I know that, that our daughter loves this song and has already chosen this to be, um, the, the song that she will dance to you with at her wedding. Now she's eight and that will probably change, but, um, yeah, but no, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the video of him talking about it. It, it talks about how he was working and the girls wanted to, um, you know, wanted him to read a story and they wanted to play around. He's right. like, no, you got to get in the bath. You got to get in the bath now. And, and, uh, you know, he's get he's getting their bath ready. I believe is what he said. Right. And, and they ran off and they come back and they're dressed up in their dress up, their princess outfits. Oh. And they're cut, they're like, come on, dad, come on play. And he's like, no, you got to oh. get this done. And he's like, and, and it, he said it struck him that, you know, the, the thing is, is that one day they're not going right. to be here. Wow. And wow. How God could give him those words and that gift yeah. of that realization. Yeah. Just so short before, let before me, this time. Yeah. Let me, wow. Let, I'm, <laughs> let me go ahead and play a little bit of it. This is, this is, I'm going to give you a little bit of the sound of the song because obviously we don't want to get in trouble for playing the whole thing. She spins and she sways to whatever song plays Without a care in the world And I'm sitting here wearing the weight of the world on my shoulders It's been a long day and there's still work to do She's pulling at me saying, Dad, I need you There's a ball at the castle I've been invited And I need to practice my dancing Oh please, daddy please 
Anyway, I don't know if I can talk now. Because, <laughs> you know, the reality is that he took those Cinderella dances with her and now she's gone. And uh, it just. All too soon. It's a reminder to me as a father of all the times when my kids come to me and say, Dad, can you come outside and play? Can you come and do this? And the words, the, you know, with me with the weight of the world on my shoulder. it's it's tough it is it is and there are no words um that you can offer to them in this time be there just are there there are no words that that you can say um we can we can cry with them and, and we can grieve along with them but that i just um sarah and i we're talking about this um, the other day and talking about how, um, how how much how much it hurt and that we couldn't fathom you know um, what what they must be going through a- as parents and um, talking about how how special it was that um, that this little girl because they chose to love her got to experience the love of two parents that had she stayed in that country may have never known right and um and you know it's different because we are not we're not experiencing this firsthand the way that they are right but as believers in Christ we believe that God will work good through everything right and that her little life has meaning and has purpose. And that I hope that they can find the joy in knowing that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, we, we, we do need to ask your, your um, help in, uh, you know, thanking Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com for uh, their support of Family from the Heart. They really are what makes this this particular podcast possible and honestly for may of 2008 uh they they they're playing a much bigger role than they normally do and and so uh you know just i mean it, it literally is a financial blessing to our family and to our ability to to do things here uh for for podcasting efforts and to pay the bills keep the lights on uh, you know, and so if you guys are interested, please go to Mardell.com and purchase your Christian books, your Bibles from there. Um, they are a wonderful, wonderful company. I mean, absolutely. People are just uh, saying nothing but great things about them. And uh, in fact, uh, Richard Emblem from England wrote and says, hey, I finally bought the five love language books and are, and we are really enjoying it. Francis and I have discovered that we have the same primary 
language, love language, and the same second and third. So we maybe, uh, so maybe that's why we're we click so well. And uh, so we got that. And then, of course, uh, we have John uh, Schaefer, who is a community member here at GSPN. He says, I just wanted to let you know what a great experience I had with my last order from Mardell. I've been uh, enjoying these podcasts and finally decided to order the book, The Five Love Languages. I was supposed I was surprised that I could find let's see that I could have the book shipped to my local Mardell store and not have to pay any shipping for the book. I am planning on reading a chapter and then going back and listening to the podcast again. I am hoping to get caught up in the next few weeks. Th- thanks for making this available to your community members su- at such a great price. And so uh, for those of you who are interested in getting a copy of the Five Love Languages, we have a version of it available. Or it is the full version. I'm sorry. Yes. It is the full version for $5.99. Um, and you can get... Uh, 10% off your entire order, or even if you order just that book at Mardell.com. In the shopping cart, there's a little place for a promo code. Please use GSPN. That's generally speaking production network. So GSPN in the shopping cart. That tells them that you heard about them through us. And just use that for any of your orders now through... Um, I think we're good through the end of June, or is it later? I can't remember. What? Or is it September? It's September. September. Honey. It so, was a six months. That's right. So we're good. That promo code will work uh, for at least all the way through September. And uh, Mardell.com, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll tell you what we're going to do is we're just going to go ahead and uh, close this out with the little bit of the YouTube video okay. where Stephen talks about how he made that, uh, how the story. How he wrote that song. In his words, not mine. So uh, we're going to just close the story. Uh, the story. We're going to close the show <laughs> with his story. In just a second, it's going to start. Well, it all began with the simple task of trying, attempting to give two little girls a bath. Uh, those two little girls would be Stevie Joy and Maria Sue Chapman, who are my two uh, youngest adopted daughters from China. And uh, they were three years old at the time. So, you know, bath time is supposed to be a happy time, but this particular night was not a happy time necessarily for Dad because it was late and I needed to get back to work trying to write songs. That's usually when I do most of my songwriting is after I get everybody in bed, at least the little girls in bed, and uh, and then things kind of quiet down a little bit, and, and uh, I come up to my studio where I'm sitting now and write songs. Well, uh, I, I was doing bath time, and, and my little girls were still in a very playful mood, and I was in a very business, you know, let's get business done, because Dad's got to get back to work kind of a mindset. So I was giving them a bath, and I would turn, I remember I turned to get the, the shampoo or something, and uh, you know, turn back around to the water, and there were no little bodies, there was only ripples and, and an empty bathtub uh, with, with no girls, and about that time they came walking back in to the bathroom uh, with their princess gowns on, with their, uh, you know, they're ready to go to the ball, one of them is Cinderella, I think, and one is Snow White or something, and they're like, look at us, Dad, we're going to the ball, and I said, no, you're going to the tub, it's bath time, so get back in the tub and the bath, because I got to get this done, we got to get you in bed, it's already late, and so I put them back in the water, and I'm scrubbing and washing suds their hair up, rinse them, time to dry them off, turn around to get the towel, turn back around to the water, they're gone again, where they go, so 
they're just having a big time with this, making this you know little game of escape and. Uh, and I'm really getting frustrated now, so I got to get them back in and dry them off, you know, and like, all right, well, put your pajamas on, get in bed, and so get them in bed, and, you know, Dad, will you read a story? No, no stories tonight. It's too late. we got to go to bed, got to go to sleep now, and uh, so pray, but pray fast. I don't want the no prayers for the children of Africa tonight. We'll get to them tomorrow night. Immediate family only. Pray. Go. So, you know, it's like prayers, and then, Dad, I'm thirsty, I want a drink. No, no more drinks, nothing. Go to sleep. I love you. Good night. Bye. So I closed the door, and uh, I'm like, oh, man, I'm so frustrated, and, you know, that didn't go well. And as I'm walking away from their bedroom, I, I had this thought, and uh, I feel kind of like God was whispering this, you know, in my ear. One name, Emily Chapman. And immediately... Uh, I thought, Emily, Emily is now 20 years old. Now she's 21 at the time, 20 years old. She's she's grown up. I used to have these moments with her, you know, tucking her into bed every night when I was home, when I was home from tour, you know, bath time and story time and tucking her in. And it went by like that. And I rushed through a lot of those moments with her, trying to, you know, get back up to my studio to write. And some nights I would sit with her and read stories with her. and. But I thought, man, it goes by so fast. And my wife and I have the luxury of having a grown daughter and almost grown sons. And now we get a chance to do it again. Are we gonna, are we gonna do the same thing? Are we gonna run through those moments? Or am I gonna be, you know, have enough sense to stop and slow down in those moments? And and even, you know, even if they're just gonna be a few extra moments, just enjoy it and let my little girls know that I've I've not just rushed through it. And uh, I was very convicted by it. And by this time, they were already drifting off to sleep. So uh, I thought, I need to go write this down. I got to go try to try to write this song so I will remember this. And I will be able to sing it to myself um, and, and keep remembering to, to take these moments uh, with, with my little girls and with my, my boys and with my wife and with friends and just not miss these moments. And uh, so I started writing the song Cinderella that night. And um, so there you go. Hopefully it will slow me down and slow others who hear it down enough to take those moments uh, that we have while we have them. Well, she came home today with the ring on her hand. Just glowing and telling us all they had planned She says, Dad, the wedding's still six months away But I need to practice my dancing Oh, please, Daddy, please So I dance with Cinderella While she is here in my arms She